0: Last time on Camp 5e. I don't know why I should introduce myself to you. If you must know, my name is Julian, and that's none of your business. Dear Miss Mendez, we regret to inform you that your application to the Pacific Adventuring Federation has been denied.
1: Alright, so we're going to Radio Tower, see the Fae, someone will give us permission, or kill us, at which point we either die or go to the base. But it's weird because there's a lot of different like marriages on that side of the family. Yeah. So a lot of different things going on. Yep. Um, ooh, I was gonna say something before we started. Um nope, don't remember it. Um
0: You have five yeah. seconds.
1: Gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Three. Two. One. So we're heading to the radio tower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I swear to fucking god.
1: Okay, sorry. Welcome this week on camp. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm do done you want there. to do the intro? No no, no, no,
0: Brian, do you want to do the intro? No, no, no.
1: It is not Dane, do you
0: intro. want to do the intro? No. Are you sure?
1: <laughs> can all three of us do it together? Why am I being, I'm sitting, I'm just sitting here
2: click clacking my dice waiting for the game to I start. I know,
0: I can hear it.
1: Welcome to Camp 5E. This week on Camp 5e, our intrepid adventurers are going to go into the radio tower. I'm Maddie Crowley. Joining me is Dane. Hi. Sadler. Hey, what's good? Hey, <laughs> I'm Brian.
0: Hey, everybody. What's up? This is Brian. <laughs> yeah, not the worst. I'm going to no, give I, it like a C plus. Do you okay,
1: listen yeah, yeah, to the I show? I shouldn't have talked about the radio tower. I shouldn't have listened to I I know. Right when I started talking about the radio tower, I was like, I shouldn't do that. It's okay. Is everyone listening to Adventure Zone here? Five hours later. (laughs)
2: You guys ready to play some Dungeons & Dragons?
3: Yeah, almost.
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Come on. Ecologies. I wanted to play Ecologies, and it's only on Etsy. The game we all played.
0: Five
1: hours later. (laughs)
0: Alrighty. Are we ready? I'm not saying that we're not keeping the take where Brian did the intro, but we are going to also do this intro. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Camp 5e. Everyone shut up. It's the beginning of the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Camp 5e. Oh, my God. Did my internet just go down? I can
3: can see you. I can hear you. No, No, we can can see
2: and hear you. You're
0: beautiful. Okay. Everything froze. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Uh, you're beautiful you're too, Sabo. Thank you, thank you. No matter what they
1: say.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Camp 5e. My name is Madison, I'm your dungeon master today, and I'm joined by our fearless camp counselors, including Dane osley Hello. Also including Brian Lockridge. Hello. And last but certainly not least, is Sadler Bono.
3: Yo, what's going on everybody? It's Sadler here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey gang, how is everybody doing today? Not that we've been talking for the last 20 minutes or so, but you know.
1: Good. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um I've been listening to a lot of different D&D podcasts, so Oh yeah. I got a lot of ideas for season 2. Oh
0: wow. Yeah, just interesting.
1: I it's just it's, it's interesting and I think um when you play in a room together, there's just a leg up, you know. Like when yeah. I listen yeah. to us play, it's just like or even when we're playing, like, it's just different in, in person, you know, and so. And then also, I think a big thing is, like, crosstalk is very funny, and h- crosstalk is very hard over um, internet, so, yeah, just been interesting to listen.
0: So, in order to solve this problem, you're moving to a different state, right?
1: Yeah, moving to a different state to solve yeah, this yeah. issue. Perfect. Um, so, should work out. But the McElroys are obviously all cross-state. I think everyone, every, in all the podcasts I listen to, everyone is always unmuted, so if they do anything funny at any point, it's caught on mic. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true and for this group we gotta cast our net as wide as possible to catch something funny <laughs>
3: yeah true true yeah. true yeah. I mean it sounds really. like you you know they're, they're, these shows you know you say they have a leg up on ones like ours right so you seem to be much <laughs> much better um,
1: sadly I
0: hate
1: you I no I'm just saying in person D&D has a leg up on virtual D&D
0: yes undoubtedly yep
1: because in person, Dandy has one bag of shared Doritos. That's true. True. That so I would say you, is the
0: biggest perk.
1: Yep. So if you guys yes. can find a podcast the that
3: snacks. they all play in the same place, highly suggest you listen to that um, instead. <laughs> <laughs> stop! yes yeah,
2: stop
1: wasting your time on this one. Yeah. What are you doing? That's very funny.
0: What are you doing?
1: Yeah. No, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting snacks, um, and mini cokes, and then just kind of doing that. I will quit the podcast. I... you want this is uh bridge's last episode. Here's here's Brian some important now like... push two characters of Danes into the abyss.
3: Important <laughs> mm-hmm. relevant thing is like eating noises never bother me, but like people who I don't have anything near me, but who stir, and then they're like spoon hits the side of like a oh, ceramic bowl <laughs> or like a yeah, 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 yeah. mug yeah that but it's like rhythmic
0: so does oh, that scene oh, in like get mean, out like really running. fuck just, you I'm up just, well
3: yeah, it's, place it's, and get out stuff like that in person it's like just so incredibly irritating for me for some reason and have like, any of
1: you seen have any of you seen us five hours later
3: I don't know, I mean, you just watched all the Saw
1: shit, so, like, inconsistencies probably doesn't, like, bother you. They broke the suspense once, in the middle of the movie, before the climax, and that was very, like, purposeful. Like, they were in a place where they could, like, talk, and that was right before the last 30 minutes of the movie, which was, like, the climax, and so it was just, like, it was really interesting to watch, like, how they built suspense and maintained it, and when they broke it, because they knew they couldn't keep maintaining it, you know? Yeah. So, super good movie.
3: You know, Signs, it was originally supposed to be demons, and, like, the water shit made more sense because it was, like, ho- holy water, and, like, but they didn't want it to be demons for whatever reason, and they were like, nah, it's aliens, and then it, they sort of got weirder.
0: That movie's okay, though. Brian, in an answer your question. Brian, in an answer to your question. I hate that. I hate that. That's Is that the worst
2: possible option. Uh-huh.
0: That's oh, it's 100%. It's Brian. I
1: guess see you in a second.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is anyone else using... See, none of you using Bluetooth. That's why I always have the issue. I need to get a connected headset
0: interesting hey we should play this game instead of hanging out not that i don't it. Yeah, is this the
3: out. amusing crosstalk we're missing brian is this oh what my you want i'm
1: sorry that i i'm sorry that i try to provide constructive feedback <laughs> for this artistic <laughs> medium that we're all doing today. Yeah, 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 How, yeah. is this what
0: How you do like you try to make us better
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but, I mean, this is Fox.
0: oh no brian that's too real i can't put that in the podcast
1: <laughs> it's too visceral you heard the fucking spite in my voice oh no
0: <laughs> i guess we should do a, a road so far recap yes Last we left off, uh, you guys had been hanging out in a delightful little bungalow above the tree line next to this cliff on Judson Island, watching the water and the waves out in the distance as the sun begins to set, doing a little bit of research, gathering some information from your new, I'll say friend, Julian, though he would probably very deeply dislike that title. So as you guys are jumping in here... You're just finishing up your discussion with Julian. He's kind of helping you get on your way. Bridget, you now have a mentor who is going to sign off on your hours for the Pacific Adventuring Federation. And as the sun begins to sink below the horizon, you guys have an idea of where you'd like to head next, which is the radio tower. So, did I miss anything? First of all.
2: Uh, we have to go to the radio tower because the only way to get on base is to get the permission. blessing of the uh, the permission and, or the blessing of the Pixie yes, Queen. Yes,
0: exactly. That is the quest as
1: it yeah. stands. And Julian is coming with us up to the base, he said, and he won't go to the base. Or he's not coming with No, he is because he has to no, supervise. I think... Well,
2: I believe the supervision is more anything I bring him, he's going to sign.
1: Yeah, no, come with my
2: my understanding. Is he? I didn't a, think you. Uh, you did
0: with. not ask him yeah. to come with you, but you could certainly try. Anything's possible with a nat twenty. Bring it,
3: Bring
2: in another another
3: NPC. And then Dude, I guess another that. important thing is we have like a map of like dead drops and, uh, oh, Cokehead McGee. Oh, the drugs map. Yeah, it's like, you know, gone, and so, um. But we found like a bag that was trashed and. The homie Nature's Fury was like, yo, 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 he was around here. Um, like, I saw him. He didn't have any shoes on or he left his shoes, right? Like, he was sort of strung out. And then by the time, like, he he left, he disappeared by the time, like, the night was over.
0: Yes, that is yes. correct. You are now in possession yeah. of uh, some type of hand-drawn map that was in Jeremy's possession as well as Jeremy's shoes. Yeah. So, as you guys are wrapping up with Julian, uh, what would you like to do?
2: Uh, I
1: I think it's time to go see the Pixie Queen. Oh, yes, finally. Hopefully save Cobweb. This is the time where we either go to a funeral or uh, almost funeral and then dastardly escape. You um, never met him. Remind he's me worth you- the risk. Who was Cobweb? Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, he was a fugitive that was sleeping in our rafters when we moved in. He's super nice, super magical, um... <laughs> Honestly, good guy to have on our side. They're, pixies aren't supposed to talk to humans, so he's certainly sentenced to death. So he's either in holding to be killed or. Whew. You know? Hmm. Okay. He's a great guy. Honestly, it's worth saving him. I love him. And he's part of the team, so we can't leave him behind. Like, if you got caught by a bunch of pixies, we'd save you. Right?
2: Uh, yes. For sure. I understand. Nice. Uh, we can save Cobweb. That's fine. Thanks, Bridget. You're welcome.
0: Alrighty. As you guys are kind of ramping up, you see that uh, Julian walks out to the porch as you guys are starting to climb down. He says, Well, I would say it has been a pleasure, but that would be absolutely completely incorrect. So goodbye. Please don't trespass on my property ever again. If you need anything, uh, only ask me if it's in the most dire of circumstances. Goodbye.
2: I am going to have to ask you for a lot of things
0: Yes, yes, of course. I will sign your paperwork. Thank you. Yes, the PAF can eat my shorts.
2: (laughs) Nice role model, Bridget. He's cool. Thank you. I am very excited.
0: You guys climb down from the bungalow within the trees and find your footing back on this forage edge. (gasps) Forage edge. Forage edge.
2: Forage edge
0: to the cliff. You guys are headed towards the radio tower. Who's gonna take the lead here?
3: I can go in the front.
1: Awesome. I'll be in the middle.
3: The most yeah, protective spot. I can't really see anything, so I'll uh... I'll stay Me in either. <laughs> here Do we have like flashlights or stuff like that? I don't have that any of that on my...
0: As counselors, you'll probably definitely have flashlights. You'll have... Yeah. So you'll be able to navigate somewhat effectively. But, as you guys are making your way, I do need a group survival check. 16. 16 from Hal. Bridget got a 3.
1: Yes. I got
3: an unnatural 20.
0: An unnatural
3: 20. Uh, so. What did Talandriel
0: get? Oh, yes. Talandriel's also here. She's just happy to be here.
3: Oh, she's gonna die. (laughs) Uh...
0: (laughs) She got a 10. So not great, but not terrible. As you guys are walking through this kind of edge of the forest here, Donovan and Hal, you guys see the radio tower in the distance with the blinking light up on top. As you guys kind of make your way through the forest, I'm going to say that Donovan, uh, with that high survival check, you see an electrified fence rise up behind you with signage posted that says, Fort Warden barrier do not cross. This is the electric fence that encloses the fort, and you guys kind of creep up alongside it. You can hear it kind of hum with magical kind of arcane electric energy, and as you're walking, you kind of make your way. Yes, question. No, not from Brian. Okay.
1: Hang on. Is that a plane in the background, or is that scary ambiance?
0: That is definitely a plane. I think the window is open in the living room. That
1: was really good timing. You were, like, explaining the- Leave it in. Yeah, you were explaining the gate, and I was like, how is she playing music right now, and it's, like, not echoing? Like, what is happening?
0: That
1: was cool. That was cool. Thank you. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, So we're at the gate. It
0: is quite dark out. You guys are using just the beam of your flashlight-
1: Flashlight.
0: In order to transverse the darkness here. And as you're making your way, I need everyone to go ahead and make a perception check. And I'm going to say that uh, Talandriel is going to give Bridget advantage. <laughs>
3: nice. That's
0: so,
2: do I have disadvantage and it's now canceled out into advantage? Or into a flat roll?
0: Since you have torches, you don't have disadvantage.
3: Okay.
2: Well, I got an 11. <laughs> I got a 15.
0: Hal got a 15.
3: Yeah, I got a 16. <laughs> a Sixteen
0: <laughs> every time. Agent Harder, guys, as you're kind of walking through, hanging back a little bit, Bridget and Talandriel are kind of up in the front. I'm going to say that, Bridget, you and Talandriel are just kind of chatting, not paying super close attention to what's happening around you. Uh, she is telling you a story about something that happened to someone from high school. And as you guys are walking...
2: I will smile and nod.
1: He <laughs> it smiles
0: and nods. Talandriel is definitely the kind of person that doesn't really d- need your feedback, like emotional feedback as you're talking, and that can be a little bit overwhelming for you. Um, but you seem to be holding on pretty okay.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
0: I know, right?
1: <laughs>
0: as you guys are walking, as you have to you see that there is a... Tree here, off towards the left of this path that you're kind of following, that kind of looking up at it. At first, you didn't really notice it, but the foliage here looks like it is just a little bit ahead of the season. It looks like it's just barely starting to kind of yellow some of the leaves, and it's midsummer, so this certainly shouldn't be happening yet, especially for the types of trees that are here on the island. And as you kind of creep closer to it, you see that there are tracks here. Someone was here before.
3: Uh, I'll flash my light on the tracks and try to get, you know, a good look at them. They like human-ish.
0: Yeah, you see a a couple sets of tracks. And as you're kind of looking at the ground here, you see in the base of this tree, there is uh, something that's been like... Crusted over or covered with dirt.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'm not. I'll do some investigating. I'm an investigator. Let me see what this is.
0: Hell yeah! You kind of climb over there. Go ahead and just give me an investigation check.
3: Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, that's a natural one minus one, so a zero.
0: Oh no. As you crouch down and look at the base of this trunk has something that's kind of all crusted up. You reach out to touch it. Hell, you watch as Donovan kind of walks over, and part of the trunk of this tree, probably a couple feet tall, a couple feet wide, seems to, as if it had a hinge in the middle and was like a rotating flap. Donovan reaches down, touches it, immediately falls and disappears as the trunk of this tree flaps over.
1: Oh no, I I run and try to grab him futilely. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you kind of jump over there. I'm going to need Donovan to go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Oh,
3: okay. Um, Over 20, 23, I think.
0: Perfect. You yeah. only take two points of falling damage as you fall into the bottom of some type of passageway. You hit a couple rings on a built-in ladder on the way down, and you fall into this kind of concrete hallway.
3: Oh, I Donovan. think I found... Yes. I yell up the like I'm yelling.
1: Are you okay?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a I flash my light around. There's a ladder here. I think this is a secret passageway, um, possibly into the, the the fairy house of place. Well, it's probably
1: because safer it's a than walking around in the forest. Yeah, you I look come back down at here
3: Bridget
2: and Talandriel. How much of this did I notice? My passive perception is ten.
0: I'm going to say that you heard the noise of Donovan falling and you looked back and Hal was crouching with his arms like halfway outstretched at a, the base of a tree.
1: <laughs> and now I'm like what peering happened? open. I'm peering the door open. Um, Donovan very astutely found a secret door. Oh, that's good. Do we want to take it? It looks like it would be safer than the forest. Yes. Okay. I'll go down. All right. Uh, Talandriel, I hope you're not afraid of the dark.
0: Because I definitely am,
1: and I start climbing down the ladder.
0: Go ahead and make an insight check.
1: Ooh, that's a natural seven. Plus two, nine. I'm not very socially insightful, to be fair.
0: 100%. (laughs) You see, till Andrew goes, no, I don't think that'll be a problem. I'll also let Bridget make an insight check as well.
2: Well, I have a plus zero to this
0: which is also funny.
1: Attitude. <laughs> awesome.
0: Tillie just seems totally fine. Uh very on board with awesome. everything that's happened so far. So, you guys climb down this ladder to where Donovan is. Donovan, you kind of shine your flashlight down this tunnel and it is so dark that you cannot even see the end of it. It's pretty grown over there's moss on the walls and on the floor here the tunnel begins at the base of this tree so it only goes off in one direction it's not like a a fork or the middle where it would go in two. so you guys start walking in this secret tunnel as you guys are walking along i can see dane fight the urge as you guys are walking along you make your way closer and closer just following where this tunnel leads you. Uh, I'm going to say go ahead and let's do another survival check to make sure that you can tell whether or not you're going in the right direction.
1: God, my survival checks have been good. That's an 18.
0: 18.
1: I got a three. A three.
2: Again. You have been
1: rolling so poorly.
2: Well, it's because all of the things we roll right now, I have
3: plus zero, too. Yeah. I, I got a 12 after my things. So I didn't okay. do very well.
0: Alright, you guys walk along as you're walking. It takes a little bit. You... <laughs> I got what you're resisting. I walk
1: along I walk uh, sometimes Was that it? No, well,
2: I, this time it was the first time it was Secret Tunnel from the hit TV show Avatar The Last Airbender
0: Oh! Which is Bridget's special funny. interest. Yes
2: That's very funny Yes, it's okay. my favorite TV sh- It's my favorite TV show of all time
1: It's a pretty good TV show
3: Hey, it's all right.
1: Korra <laughs> gets more uh, more hate than it deserves, especially Season 2. They were working with what they had. Well, I with Legend
2: know. of Korra, they were told that they were only going to have one season, but then the executives kept extending it one season at a time, so they were not able to write closure in the way that they would have wanted to. Korra um, is pretty good. However, without Prince Zuko, it sort of falls flat, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also weird that they just use the same voice actor for Zuko's son. Like, it's a it kind of throws me a little bit every time. I'm just like, what? You really couldn't? That's kind of I don't know. It's weird. And he also like does the exact same voice. Like, the voice actor is just like, yeah, I'm just Zuko again. But he's like not
2: in a show about sort of reincarnation and continuity of person to person. I understand how and why they made that choice. But like, Zuko's still alive
1: in Korra. Like, he's old. Yes, he's like not. People sound like their parents. I mean that sure. All I'm saying I did like Korra. They, each season could have been four seasons because each story was very engaging. And I think the second season suffered the most from being just held to one season when it could have been like three. Like a Civil War in the Water Tribe? Super cool. Yeah, yes. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really get Donovan, it. Donovan, what cartoons did you watch growing up? Also, you should not be smoking inside this tunnel. You are going to start an underground forest fire. Underground forest fires are the most dangerous kind because the roots catch on fire, and then the whole forest is on fire, and you don't realize it, and then two fires start a mile away from each other, but really the whole thing is on fire because you smoked underground. How is concrete forest fires? What? Oh, thanks, Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. This is a concrete tunnel. There might be a crack. What what cartoons did I did I watch? Well, yeah
3: is that that's what you asked me like growing up yeah like yeah and i'm like i i enjoyed like tom and
1: jerry scenes you know i like the short <laughs> you know did they let you watch a lot of tv there and i like kind of i bridge it because i realize i'm not sure what you know i mean it, part of conditioning was watching certain uh, like cartoons and stuff so you can blend in no social yeah, commentary. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, you see, you, you had to be well adjusted to uh, to society. I mean, look at me. I'm a I'm a secret secret agent.
1: That's true. I genuinely thought you were sixteen for like half a day.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the, I don't know the the avatar and the the other one or whatever. Well,
1: that's some of Nickelodeon's best work. I mean, aside from SpongeBob, of course. Did you know
2: that an average episode of Avatar The Last Airbender and or Legend of Korra has about 14,000 drawings in it.
1: Five hours later.
2: Did you know that the Hayao Miyazaki film Spirited Away has about uh, 450,000 drawings
1: in it? I didn't know that. You know a lot about that kind of stuff, Bridget.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Can we keep going? (laughs) Oh, yes. uh, Uh, I mean, if you (laughs) want. I thought we'd just huddle up here. I would like you to put out that cigarette, uh, but, you know, Donovan, you're your own man. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it out. I just, Donovan, Donovan, I I really care about you, and I want you to be around for a long time, you know?
3: Oh, yeah, the, (laughs) if
1: uh, something kills me, well, it won't be this. Don't worry. As we continue walking, I want to try to pickpocket a pack of cigarettes out of Donovan's back pocket, or wherever he keeps them.
0: Go ahead and make a a sleight of hand check.
1: I have a plus one to that. That's a 17. It's like my third 16 that I've rolled. Yeah, it beats my passive.
0: Yeah, you snatch a package of cigarettes from Donovan's pocket. Yeah,
1: I start um, snapping them, leaving like a trail of half cigarettes behind us. Did you ever do that? Did your parents smoke? Did you ever like steal these cigarettes and break them in half because you thought that'd make them stop smoking?
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure my dad would actually murder me if I did that.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely did that. And then my parents just thought they misplaced their pack. No, exactly. Yeah. And then they bought another one. Plan did not work. Hi, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carol. Yeah, so I'm leaving a trail of broken cigarettes.
0: Hal, you kind of stand towards the back, snapping cigarettes in half and dropping them discreetly <laughs> on the ground.
2: Is this gonna? Be, hey, hold up. Let's pause, pause for just a second. Is this gonna be the first time, Brian, that your parents know that? Are they gonna find out live on air?
1: Yeah, that's why I said hi, Carol. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I, oh, that's funny. I didn't even. Yeah, she is one of our five consistent listeners. Sorry, Mom. Thanks, Mom. I was like 12. You know, we'd have 10 if we we were here in person. <laughs> God damn it, sadly. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Alrighty. As you guys continue to walk through this tunnel, the light <laughs> of your flashlights up ahead of you, you reach a fork in the road. As you do, you see that this fork is kind of a, a cul-de-sac almost. There is kind of a circular uh, section towards the end here with two more branches that go off in other directions and another ladder leading up. As you guys stop here, I'll say that with everyone's passive perception...
2: I don't notice shit.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Bridget definitely doesn't notice, but Donovan and Hal... Uh, You see that there is some chipped paint labeling some of these passageways at the end here. And in this circular, not only that, that's the first thing that you noticed but as you let your flashlight light drift towards the ground, you see that there is chalk on the concrete floor here. And this chalk is not brand new. But fairly recent. There is what is clearly some type of sigil or spell casting component drawn into the ground here.
1: Oh, I'm all over that. Um, but first, as we're walking, I take my pen and on the inside flap of the cigarette container, I write um, "smoking kills," and then I close it and I sneakily put it back in his pocket.
0: Uh, go ahead and make another sleight of hand check.
1: That's a five. <laughs>
0: Donovan, you feel Hal's <laughs> hand in your pocket.
3: Hey, oh, gee, Hal, uh, uh, geez. Um, what? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I, um, I, I, I turn around. What, what's up?
1: Did you see the... What did you see? Um, is there chop?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know any of this shit, Hal. Can you can you take a look at it? I think this paint here, and I sort of put my light on it. They, these were like labels at one time. Can can I, like, even try to read them, or are they, like...
1: Yeah, can he aid yeah. me in my arcana?
0: For sure. I'll say that Talandriel will help you, Hal, and go, Oh, yeah, I, uh, this looks like a uh, like a spell or something. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, Donovan, as Hal is, and Talandriel are kind of whispering over this sigil in the ground, you're shining a light up at the paint here. First of all, let's talk about what Hal sees uh hal you do an arcana check here kind of making note of some of these sigils what you may or may not recognize you see that some type of are you using any type of like detect magic or anything as well um not yet no okay oh actually Uh, wait yeah
1: i have it as a i have it prepared for a ritual so if we chill for is it 10 minutes or one minute
0: i think it's 10 minutes I think
1: I'll give, it a, I'll give it a good look over once, see if I can't discern the school of magic just from looking at it. And then if I want to, I'll sit for 10 minutes and do it.
0: Perfect. You see that there indeed was a spell cast here that appears to be a conjuration spell that has clear infernal runes involved.
1: Um, can I do like a survival to see if there are tracks like it left the circle or was it like a summon to ask it questions or like did it walk away?
0: Yeah, go ahead and make a survival check.
1: Can my arcana also tell that? If it's like, you know, was it like a summoning circle, you know, where you like summon a genie and ask him questions? Or was it like a summon a guy to fight with me spell?
0: Totally. Since you got a natural 20, I will tell you what spell was ooh, ooh, done ooh. here.
1: Also, I rolled a 13 you... for survival. So,
0: Perfect. <laughs> Hello, folks. This is Editing Maddie here to say that I made a whoopsie in this episode. The spell that Hal detects is not uh, Summon Greater Demon. It is actually Summon Fiend. I've done my best to edit it out of this episode, but there's still some whoopsies in there. We really uh, took that ball and ran with it, so to speak. Uh, So I am formally uh, turning in my DM card, and I will be retiring immediately. My apologies. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. (laughs) You see that a Summon Fiend spell was cast here. That's not good. And you see that whatever was summoned did indeed leave this circle.
1: That is not good. Not good.
0: And Donovan, go ahead and make an investigation check as you're looking at the the paint that's up here.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, not... I mean, I guess a, a 14... Um of fifteen minus one.
0: You see that there are three big block letter text. You recognize this as probably an extension of the fort, the kind of font choice, the way the lettering is laid out seems very uh, military in style and design. You see that there are three kind of flags here. The one closest that indicates the ladder up is almost completely obscured. There's one that is pointing kind of a little bit towards back, actually in the direction of camp. And that one says boat launch. The third is also going in that direction, but branches off slightly. And it says comm station.
3: All right. I think uh, this one goes to the comm station. These were old, uh, you know, a lot of forts back in the day had had these like little sort of tunnels that they could push carts through and stuff and just move people around underground just in case, you know, Soviet satellites and stuff. I mean, you know how they are.
1: So, who do we think created these tunnels? The military?
3: Yeah, yeah, the, the military, or probably a contractor, actually, but, you know, for the, for the military, back in the day. Lockheed Martin. Halliburton. Well, <laughs> Halliburton, here, Boeing, true. probably. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Anyway, this one goes towards the comm station. I'll, I'll point that out.
1: Um, we don't want to go to the comm station, right? Or is the comm station the radio tower? Or is the comm station our comm station? Yeah, so okay, we Oh, wanna am I add... on crack? Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, so is there one that's pointing to the radio tower?
0: The only other label is next to the ladder that goes up, no. and that does not currently... It's not readable. It looks uh, like it's all kind of chipped away.
1: So there was boat
0: launch, comm station.
3: Yeah, and then we don't know what this third one is that's upstairs. Well, we
1: can, we can pop up here, or we can, um... Go the boat. Yeah, I guess Shonky. we can
3: see where we're at. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, yeah, also, I'm, I'm sorry. this bow was definitely uh, summoned. Summoned a.
3: Fiend.
1: I mean, that shit could be like a Balgura or a fucking. Uh, like, these aren't that... fun things.
2: And definitely... Okay, there are four of us.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: sure. I've never fought a fiend before. Me neither.
1: Um, Can I. I rolled a 13 for my survival. Can I, like, see footprints? Like, can I see what, if it was, like, a, you know, the difference between, like, a Balgura or a Shadow, you know? Like, with a big pointy feet. (laughs) It was, like, dinosaur feet.
0: With a 13, I'll say that moving out of this circle is a pair of what appears to be human tracks.
1: Oh, that's honestly humanoid. And then which way did they go?
0: They went up the ladder here.
1: All right, so this was cast... Probably within the last hour, um which means it's still around and it's a humanoid
0: fiend
1: um, which means it's going to be cast in magic at us. do I know it was within the last hour?
0: how with that natural twenty, you think that this was cast a while ago? you oh. think that this is old
1: oh never mind. this is this is super old, so actually not a lot of concern at all because it only lasts an hour um. Unless it's a really strong wizard, I don't really... If they know it's, like, true name, maybe it can stay longer, but typically the spell only lasts an hour.
3: Well, unless I misunderstand how it works, it takes an hour to, like, summon it, and then once it's here, they can control it for an hour, and then afterwards, doesn't it go berserk and will attack anybody? For 1d4 rounds. For 1d6, uh,
1: D and, um, yeah, they can also... I I think you can dismiss it before that. No, 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 no. When if you mm. stop concentrating before it ends, it's just one d six rounds. It keeps chilling,
2: and it, well, and it gets to make a charisma save every round. So,
1: well, doesn't that, isn't there a way for the homie round? to stick around forever?
2: Yes. Because
3: how do they? Yeah. It because rec- he's probably so, still here. Outs, uh,
2: not Bridget. Dane. Knowledge. There are. You have to have at least two other spells. You need a. Uh, uh, you need to
0: summon fiend,
2: and then you need a binding spell or a magic jar, I believe, to keep them here.
3: Uh, homie's probably still here, bro. I'm I, i yeah, I'm gonna go on, on, a, on a limb here and say that there's some
1: demon afoot. I'm going to climb the ladder. What do I know from my 20? Does I, do I?
0: You think that you could find probably more information on what type of creature this was and what the specifics of its bindings were if you did like detect magic identify or something like that.
1: All right. Yeah, guys, if we want to chill for 10 minutes, I can give us significantly more information, which might be useful, climbing up this ladder. I don't if we're going to fight a demon or not. I'm terrified of me. I would yeah. like to climb
2: the ladder, please. Oh. Ah. Okay. Can, well, may I please see the shoe?
1: Yes, I don't know. The, kid,
2: the missing kid's shoe. Who has it? Oh, here yeah, you go. Sure. I'll put it next to the footprint. Are they the same size?
0: They are not the same size.
2: Is it smaller or bigger?
0: I'm gonna say that it's probably slightly smaller. Okay.
2: Look, ten
1: minutes. That's kind of my thing. I'm a ritual caster. That's kind of my. I would up.
2: like to. I would like to climb the ladder, though. This is very boring for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see
0: that Talandriel looks at you, Hal, and says, "Hal, I assume that you have your Polaroid camera." You see that, or did Brad leave with that? No, Brad left it with you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I have it.
0: Perfect. Uh, you see that Telandro goes, I can take a picture of it if you want, How? Huh?
1: You know, um, well, I don't really know if my um, identify spells will work on a magic, to be honest, or on a picture. Um, I actually only have identify, which is surprising. Um, honestly, taking a picture might be good because taking a picture of uh, weird things have been pretty useful with this camera because it's weird. So yeah, let's all back up and I'm gonna try to take a picture of it. That's a good idea, Telangrill. And I try to take a picture. I'm not like over it, but like kind of out. So like I if some if there's a visage that's gonna appear over the <laughs> circle, I'm getting it.
0: You snap a picture and you don't see any humanoids or anything in this photo, but you see that almost when Photos get double exposed, and you can kind of see two pictures at once. It's almost as if someone has double exposed this photo. And there is what appears to be some type of crater passageway that is forming beneath this summoning circle. you think that that is how this thing got here. And you can clearly see... Uh, in a different opacity overlaying the photo of the chalk drawing, this kind of infernal gateway.
1: And it's still open?
0: Uh, It is not open, but you can see kind of the residual, almost as if it is residual heat is coming off of it.
1: Oh, Jesus. Guys, I'm telling you, this is kind of terrifying. Um, Also, I do have detect magic. It's just in my ritual spell book. Classic wizard mistake. Am I right, guys? Yeah... Okay, yes. we can go. I'm just Classic. saying, if we end up fighting a fiend, I totally could have given us weaknesses and stuff on it.
3: Well, it's weak to it's fiend, be good. And uh, I, Jesus, I let's go can, I,
2: I can only do physical damage. Uh, they, uh, nothing I can do is it weak to.
1: I take a deep sigh and remember the things Simon told me when I was getting out of his Subaru Forester. Whatever it was. <laughs> he made it a Subaru, I remember that. Um, and he said, he said, melee combatants always have had a distrust of magic. And I remember those words, and I sigh and start climbing up the ladder.
0: You start climbing up the ladder. There is what appears to be like a hinged door above you. And as you move the latch, who's going up first?
1: Hal said he was climbing. Well, okay. I, I wait for one of the big melee combatants to go first. I assume you guys are climbing and I take a moment and I'm sad and then I start climbing.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm not okay, going yeah, out of the I'll, I'll be first. The- I'm a I'll wizard. I'm
0: that. Donovan climbs up first. Donovan, you undo the latch here and lift this door open. You see starry sky and a bit of foliage above you. And as you climb out, you see probably around 10 or 20 feet away from you. The iron metal legs, probably steel nice. actually. I know how metals work. Of the radio tower next to you.
3: Okay, so I guess Sadler's an idiot. Is there like a building that is also here? Or is it just like... <laughs> I? Because when I think of a radio tower, it's like just a metal like thing and but is there like a is there a shack totally like where people would be in
0: it is that metal tower and then at the top of it is the kind of outpost building where all the equipment is
2: it's like a it's like a a fire lookout
0: it's very similar to a fire lookout oh okay
3: yeah i'll be like oh we're at the, the place that I thought was the other place, but I'm dumb. It's here.
1: I cast see Invisibility on myself. You cast see
0: Invisibility on yourself. When,
1: right when I hear him say, like, I'm climbing up ladder, I hear him say, we're on I'm the thing. I cast it, and then I finish climbing up.
0: As you kind of look around, go ahead and make a perception check, How?
1: Oh my god. It's like a five
0: five you see just a faint whizzing by you guys is some type of small flying creature that kind of flutters by with that clicking sound that like birds make and it flies up across you like in front of you and then straight up the radio tower and as you kind of look up you see a dozen or so faces peering over the edge looking at you and as you kind of make eye contact with them they go and slide back.
1: Did you all see that? See what? Yeah, can I tell if they were invisible or not?
0: You can tell they have that kind of milky, translucent look that they were indeed invisible, or are invisible. Um, guys,
1: we are not alone. There's a bunch of pixies on this radio tower. Um, so I would suggest being... This is Pixie Court, right? Uh, (laughs) your guess is as good as mine. I know this is where they are. Um, I I step forward and I speak... (laughs) I went to see what languages I speak, and I was like, yeah, maybe I can, you know, I speak elf and Klingon. Forgot forgot about that, goof. Oh, no. I speak an elf, though. That might help. Um, I started speaking an elf, uh, and I say, hello, we are uh, intrepid travelers here to ask, uh, to request an audience with your queen. We mean no harm, and... We only intend to leave this island and have all the other humans leave permanently. If our mission is a success, the camp won't even be here next year most likely. Please let us talk to your queen, and we can try to make that happen. Not a lie. I, I look back and I say that to you guys. It's not a lie. That is a yeah, the case. The camp no, is but a my intention is not to have all the people leave. Well, but I think that's what's happening anyway. Like they're closing the gate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but what? What's not true though? No, it Like kind of is. It's like it's like enough true. Anyone hear me? Uh, can what if we just climbed it? That's like their property. I'm just saying we should play it safe. There's like a lot of pixies up there. They're invisible. Yeah, okay. I reach for a cigarette. Oh, <laughs> I look. I open <laughs> oh, the no. thing.
0: Oh.
3: Okay. It's good I'll
1: for you
2: to give Donovan a
0: cigarette. <laughs> Bridget <laughs> hands you a cigarette.
3: Okay. Yeah, don't you like vape or some shit? <laughs> um, no. Uh, darts only. Hey, uh, Add a vape. That's good. Um, where, where, yeah, where, where are these guys? Uh, pal? Yeah, like so, here. yeah, I,
1: I call up, I look up at the radio tower and I wait for a response.
0: You hear just... Wind moving, rustling the foliage here in the moonlight that is now starting to come down. Since you guys have been walking underground, the moon has come out, it is fully dark. And as you speak, you see that there are some forms near the base of the stairs here that are overgrown kind of vines, tangles that were obscuring it. and you see one patch of this foliage kind of starts to move and creep away and you see that it walks, crawls up to you and you see a vine extend towards you. And as it extends, you see it makes like a come here motion.
1: I look back at the party I say We're in. And I follow the vine. What? Say it. Okay, what? what was, are we doing um, wrong?
2: I was just gonna say he's only 14 you can't make that gesture to him <laughs> oh that's funny. it was a, it was a sex oh. joke but then I realized we're oh. we're retreading ground that the adventure zone is already done we'll cut all this out and, and move past it
1: <laughs> I follow the vine
3: so is the bush telling us to go like up up the thing I imagine
1: or like or come come, yeah. come.
0: This creature kind of motions you forward and starts to kind of walk up the stairs in front of you and leads you all up the staircase to the top of the tower. As you guys are climbing up, Hal, you see more and more creatures kind of on the stairs zoom past you, not using the stairs but flying up to the top of the tower. Uh, you see the light blinking from the radio tower as it kind of illuminates the forest around you, and you guys reach the top of the trees here right before you enter.
1: As we are going up the stairs, I am, like, grabbing little pieces of food, things that like, Cobweb used to like, and, like, placing it on the railing and, like, kind of leaving, you know, little pieces of candy, old bread, whatever I have in my backpack
0: as you do you kind of glance behind you and you see still invisible all little sprites and quicklings and pixies who descend on these little treats and kind of and fly away perfect At the lookout here, you can see the entire island, the forest you can see. In the distance, you see the light of the ferry docks and the street lamps from the kind of touristy part of the island. And in the other direction, you see the fort. You see the fence extending around it. You see the water on the other side stretching out into the bay. And as you guys reach the top here, on the kind of balcony section of this lookout, you see that there are two dryads that are kind of halfway formed on either side of the door here. And as you approach, you see one of them reaches out to grab the handle of this door and pulls it open for you all to enter.
1: This is the coolest thing I've ever done.
0: As you guys are entering, I'm going to go ahead and just have everyone make a perception check. All right. It's a ten. A ten. I got a six. A six.
3: Twenty-one.
0: A twenty-one. Yes. So what you all see as you reach the top here, you see that the interior of this room is wall-to-wall 70s 80s communications technology but it has been overgrown with vines and foliage there's kind of pine cones and pine needles and dirt and stuff covering the floor here almost it almost feels like the forest floor up here donovan as you guys enter, you are the first to see that coming into form in front of you, and indeed how you see a, a bunch of little faces covering the walls, pop into, uh, or out of rather, invisibility to greet you all. As these sprites and quicklings, you see there's some more dryads, there's even more of these vine creatures. As they move and shift into view, you all see, in front of you, an individual pops into visibility. They're probably two feet tall. They have long ears. They're clearly a, a pixie type of creature. Uh, they have, like, tangled, messy hair with glowing giant eyes glowing white. Uh, and you see on their head is a ring of what appear to be mushrooms growing straight out of their head. With a crown of mushrooms, you see robes kind of billowing. And Donovan, what you notice is that on a lot of these creatures, they are finally dressed uh you notice that as you look back the dryads at the door have these like sashes on and donovan you notice little things like this creature kind of floating coming into visibility in front of you their kind of robes are billowing and as you look closer you see just a little bit of like typeface on parts of it and this creature's robes appear to be made out of, like, shredded, like, plastic bags. <laughs> you see that there are two uh, quicklings that appear to have chain mail that's made out of, like, pop tabs, like soda can tabs. That's awesome. You see that the creatures here are this kind of strange mix of, like, humanoid refuse and natural elements. And as you guys rest in the center of this room, you are met face-to-face with the Pixie Queen. What all do you do?
1: I bow. Super low. I get on one knee. I bow. It's like, your majesty.
0: How bows?
1: I like your robe.
0: Oh, thank you, dear.
3: Yeah, it's, uh... It's trashy, but in a refined way. Get it? Trashy? I'm I'm making a joke to you.
0: I do need Donovan to make a persuasion check. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay in Zulander they think... called
2: it derelict.
3: Yeah, <laughs> derelict. I got a 17.
0: A 17? You see that she kind of smiles at you. And she goes, So, what can I do for three mortals that have wandered into my pixie court?
3: Uh well we we have a few things I think I sort of look around uh to my compatriots and then yeah Bridget raises a finger and then I'm like yeah yeah go for. It. Um first thing we would like to please have permission to go onto the base to do adventuring. Oh yeah you have like a like a magic wall or something like that around it. Yeah uh, yes as I that is what we were like to understand
2: could we please go onto the base?
0: You want permission to cross the barrier? Why?
2: Um, because I'm trying to join uh the professional adventuring uh, uh the uh, the PAF the uh, um and I was un- um unfortunately my original application was denied because I did not have enough practical hours outside of the Bakersfield Dungeon Center or my internship, and uh, the timeline for me to reapply is very short if i want to join this season so i do need to adventure on the island and unfortunately most of the adventuring is behind your magic wall
1: um also uh, a kid went missing last year and we think that we can save her still we think she's alive um i think there's a lot of lives at risk yeah and more important than
3: the missing kid and the uh, bridget's thing is there's possibly an international criminal on that base who uh needs to be brought to justice
1: So we all have our own motives. There's a lot going on over there.
0: You see that as Bridget brings up crossing the barrier, all of the members of the court kind of start whispering and chattering amongst themselves. You see that the Pixie Queen here kind of lifts their hand and they all fall silent. And she goes, I'm so sorry, you seem like nice mortals and... I haven't met any in quite some time, but I can't give you permission to go on base.
1: Why not? With all due respect, I put my head
0: back down. <laughs> you see that she kind of looks at you all and says, Do you even know why the barrier was created?
1: No. Russian. Well then, yeah, we, how do been... you know that you want to yeah. cross
0: it?
2: Well, because all of the adventures are over there.
3: And we're going to save the day. Uh yeah, is it because someone summoned a Bulgarian or whatever? What were you talking
1: about? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, Bulgaria. You guys do, do. Do you have a demon problem? We can fix your demon problem.
0: You see that she kind of laughs and says that I'm afraid it would be much more dangerous to let you all through the barrier than it would be to let anything from the other side in.
3: Because why? Of- yeah.
0: Well, that's why the barrier was created, when humans wanted to create their little base here on the island. Yes, I do.
2: I'm not a human. Oh, well.
0: I can see that. Just
2: saying, if you're going to make uh, general statements about humans, it's their fault. I'm, um, not.
1: I think it was a mix of races. There's some elves.
2: Uh, well, or... usually it's humans, though, right? We can all agree on that. Yeah, humans aren't great.
3: Yeah, so, no, so, yeah, we were, they put, built the, built the base, and then you put a thing around it, because the people were like, yeah, Bridget, go for it.
2: I'm very sorry I interrupted. It's something I have been working on.
0: <laughs> you see, she kind of nods towards you, Bridget, and says, as I was saying. <laughs> The barrier was created when humans decided they wanted to put their little fort here on the island. The island originally belonged to the Fae Courtier. Well, it belonged to me and my lady. Anyone who wants to can make a history check.
1: Oh, that's a 19 plus fucking 8. That's a 27. I got an 11.
0: An 11? Hal, you know that there's always been a Fey presence on Judson Island. Uh, you didn't necessarily know the extent of it. And as this individual speaks, she says, I was sent by my lady, Abrina Everfell, who is the queen of the Unseelie Court. She asked me to guard the resources here on Judson Island and to shepherd a legion of paladins and heroes that would protect it. Well, humans wanted to take part in the resources that the island had to offer, and our agreement was that they could build their little fort, but that the Fae Court would get final say over those who were allowed to enter.
3: Yeah, it was like a ley line or some shit, right, Al? You, like, did some research. Yeah,
1: yeah, did you guys create that?
3: Yeah, how does that work?
0: I'm going to ask anyone who wants to, to go ahead and make an insight check.
1: Oh, I, I can actually Dang, that. fire. Um, that's a seventeen.
0: Seventeen from
3: Hal. Oh yikes! That's a eight from me.
0: An eight from Donovan. You know. Hal, you kind of look into this creature's eyes. It's it's and Donovan, it's pretty hard to get a read on this pixie queen because her eyes are glowing. Like there's no pupils. You can't like see into them. Yeah. Hal, as you're conversing with this individual, you see that the light in her eyes just ever so slightly shifts in time with the light on top of the radio tower. Almost like it's blinking, but she's not closing her eyes. It just dims slightly whenever the light on top of the radio tower dims. Weird. And she goes... There's far more than ley lines here on Judson Island, or else why would my lady send me and my children to protect it? No, there's more here than you could possibly know as mortals. Okay. (laughs) I roll a arcana
1: check to see if this radio tower is magical in and of itself. Like, I'm trying to discern what that connection is. It is. Go ahead
0: what? and make an arcana check. <laughs>
1: uh, that's a 9 plus 8.
0: 17? A 17? Yeah. My god. Uh, that's still pretty good.
1: I yeah, rolled 9.
0: You are kind of looking around. You see all of the creatures here, and you feel that kind of, not the same type of ripple that you feel when the dunamis is disturbed. You think that there's something else at work here. I'll say that with a 17, there is certainly a time where Hal was much, much younger, and your family, on the one of the very few family vacations that you guys ever took, probably before your youngest brother was born, you guys went to Oregon. You guys did a little road trip in Oregon, and there is a kind of, like, touristy roadside attraction in Oregon, uh, which is called The Vortex. And it is a little shack in which the physics of time and space are altered. And you know that the phenomenon there, I I think that to visit a a magical attraction was probably one of the highlights of Hal's childhood because it it was magic stuff and not just, like, fighting stuff. Um, You remember that what was causing that kind of shift and kind of randomness and optical illusion In that roadside attraction was because that specific location was a portal to Pandemonium. You think that there is a portal here? And you have one big guess as to where it could possibly lead to?
1: What is Pandemonium?
0: Pandemonium is a plane within uh the multiverse in which there's like storms and roiling kind of mountains that climb and electrical magical storms and all kinds of stuff.
1: The Plane of Chaos. So I'm thinking so I'm thinking this is the like gateway to the Feywild.
0: You think that this is absolutely a portal to the Feywild and coupled with your history check it's understandable why official from the Feywild would send someone here to protect it because that they need someone to guard it from random people coming in or out. As you're kind of piecing this together, I'm going to ask Donovan or Bridget uh, to make another insight check.
3: Donovan. Yeah, can I? Awesome. Go for it. Uh, we got a 13.
0: As a, I'll say, as a secret agent, uh, you're pretty good at reading people. You have some training in how to tell if people are lying. You don't think that this pixie queen is necessarily lying to you all, but you know that there is something else going on here, something more personal going on here that she is not telling.
1: Yeah. All right. I say, Um, your majesty... We don't know everything that's going on here. And our intentions in the fort are good. We want to save people. And, frankly, after this summer, it seems that a lot less humans will be around. So this is really our last chance to even do this. To save some lives and maybe... And remove certain threats that might be trying to use this gateway. So that would protect the people on the other side a lot if we got the bad people out of the fort.
0: You see, as you say, Gateway, her eyes kind of widen. Uh, what was that, Bridget? Um,
2: I am also in a long-distance relationship, and it is quite bad. Oh. If you let us oh. go into the fort, we'll get rid of the stuff that's inside, and you can go back to your partner
0: that's very sweet my dear let's see i could give you my blessing in order to go into the fort if you were to do me a teensy weensy favor okay you see as you say okay she smiles and says there's someone i would like you to find okay
1: is it a pixie No. That's good. Or like a person? Okay.
0: She says, there's a woman, a creature, rather, who lives near the beach here on Judson Island. If you were to find her and bring me her head, I'd give you my blessing.
1: Easy. Do you have a name or a description? Yeah. We can't just go around beheading women creatures. You understand. Well, I mean, we could, but that's that's business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You see Talandriel kind of leans over your shoulder. Donovan says, that's a bad idea. We should we should definitely not do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but what's, what's she look like?
0: You see that the queen says, her name is Adela Mudwallow.
3: Ad- Ad- Adela Mudwallow. Okay. And what
1: kind I of creature like is that she? Downhill. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> what kind of creature is she?
0: She was fae once. But she unfortunately decided to turn against her mistress and was banished from the Fey realm.
3: Mistress in like the colloquial sense, or like her.
0: Not (laughs) everyone here is in a romantic relationship. I would just like to make that clear. There seems to be some confusion about what's going on. I'm not romantically attached for multiple reasons. Adela wait, not wait, romantically wait wait attached. wait 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 no you this heard, is not like a spurned one, lover you situation one,
2: okay no uh you 100 percent said some shit about your lady and oh i understand where i'm had the misunderstanding my lady
0: abrina everfell my queen who i would die for yes i could understand See, how you would think of that as love but there's no necessarily romantic attraction
2: This is where I had a misunderstanding. Or
0: even physical attraction, if I'm being really honest.
3: I'll pat pat your head,
1: Bridget, and be like... Your Majesty, personal question. Do you think your lady would die for you? Ooh. No, 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 I'm not trying to, like, at you. I know, I'm just saying, like, I, I many times have told people in my life, like, I'll do this, I'll go on this adventure, I would die for you. And I'm beginning to think that they wouldn't do the same for me. And I'm just curious what your take is on that. Because I have role models that I would do a lot for, too. But it's, I don't think they would do it for me.
0: You see that she says, I'm quite certain that my lady, Aubrina, would give her life for anyone in her court. And she kind of puts her hands up and all of the, the members of the court go, Aww. Wow. And, like, clap and stuff.
1: Wow, I start <laughs> writing that down. That's impressive. That's wow. Oh, okay, so she's That's like
3: cool. a, it's like an evil fairy yeah, thing. Yeah, vanished
0: bay. Yeah,
1: we'll find her. Nope. Um, okay. Do you know where she stays around? Any more information that we can track her down? There's a lot of beach.
0: Uh, she kind of snaps her fingers, and a little quickling holding a scroll floats up and unfurls it next to her, and she peers down at her and says. It appears that the last time any of my subjects saw her, she was near the tide pools.
1: Perfect. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 Oh, um, but one last thing. And I, still with Sea Invisibility on, I do a quick glance around and I look for cobweb.
0: Uh, you glance around with Sea Invisibility see that behind Queen Kateri there is a number of pixies that are like holding the like train of her robes like billowing it like moving it so it has movement and stuff but
1: they're and you see that's
0: with, Still invisible. You see, with a needle kind of clenched between his fingers, stitching with a little, one of those little things that seamstresses wear that have... yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. put your needles on it with a sash, with scissors, and all kinds of stuff in it is cobweb.
1: Your Majesty, we have one last request. What is it? I would request a agent of yours a subject to come with us, preferably a subject who has experiences close experiences working with mortals and humans um and who would know specifically the camp part of the area better than most pixies do you have anyone like that
0: go ahead and make a persuasion check or a go ahead and make a deception check
1: yeah deception for sure yeah That's a 13 plus 3. That's a 16.
0: A 16? You see that she kind of narrows her eyes for a moment. It says, Well, all of the members of my court are forbidden to speak to humans or humanoids without my express permission. That
1: makes sense. Um, Yeah, so would you be able to give that express um, permission to someone who fits the description? It would be helpful. And you would be able to keep tabs on us.
0: And here's where I'm going to ask for that persuasion check. Yeah.
1: This is a plus six. I'm proficient in this. That's an 11. Plus six is 17.
0: She says, well, there are some among us who have had more experience with humans than others. Uh, You see how as the individuals that are billowing her train, as you kind of look at them for a longer moment, you see that they are connected. Oh. uh by little tiny, chains. like almost like manacles yeah. around their ankles yeah. to her. Uh, and you see that she kind of snaps her fingers and they all kind of Meh, and rush forward. You see that there's just one left behind to kind of try to billow the entire mm. thing. And a bunch of them rush forward, including cobweb and pop into out of invisibility with their chains still invisible in front of mm. her. Uh, And you see they all stand at attention with their little kind of seam, seamstress kits and tailor's kits on them. And she says, you may choose which one you would like to accompany you.
3: (laughs) I point to one that's not cobweb and say, I I think that one.
0: (laughs) No. Anyone who wants to can also make an inside check right now. Oh, yeah. That's
1: a two. A two. I got a three. Yeah, I'll do, I'll
3: do one. I'll do I mean, one. mine's
1: a four if you grab the modifiers.
3: Oh, yeah, I got a 19. Mine is wow. just a three.
0: Donovan, you see Cobweb is sweating bullets and not making eye contact with any of you. Yeah. No. Trying desperately not to show any recognition between yeah, you Yeah, I'm, go-
3: I'm going to forcefully pick one that isn't Cobweb here. I'm going uh, this one, like the one farthest left one.
0: You see that the one on the end goes... Me? And she looks at him and says, "There you are, my dear." And snaps, and they tumble forward and go, "Oh, okay." Um, hello. And they they bow to you and says, uh, "I'm I'm here to assist you with whatever you may need."
3: Uh, all right, good. Well, uh, it'll be good to have you on our side. Let's uh, get out of here and get this uh,
1: witch. I try to make eye okay. contact with Cobweb. As they go back in order and like apologize with my eyes. Yep.
0: You see the rest of them kind of bow and she snaps, they disappear again into invisibility. In the invisibility how you see just a single tear. Roll down Cobweb's tiny cheek. And as this happens, that is where we're gonna go ahead and end today's episode.
1: Beautiful. That is so sad.
0: This has been Camp 5E. Thank you so much for listening. Big shout out to Ross Bugden for the use of the track Something Wicked in the intro and outro. Check out Ross on Twitter and Instagram at Ross Bugden, B-U-G-D-E-N. This podcast is edited by myself and stars Dane, Brian, and Sadler as our fearless camp counselors. Coming up next is episode 15 of Camp 5E that will go live on Sunday, June 20th. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and stay safe out there, campers.